0: New Year's weekend is almost upon us, and that means that Pac and I need to make some resolutions that we definitely won't hold on to, but it also means that Carolina needs to do the same thing. What are some resolutions the Tar Heels can make for the rest of the season?
1: You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, December 28th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, joined by our guy, Coach Pat Kilby, who's getting ready for a holiday tournament for his team. Pat, great luck to you and the guys as you get after that. We want to thank you everydayers for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listener watch to get your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. If you're new here, if you're a guest, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Come join the Locked on Tar Heels Discord. It's a great community, a great chat where we take what we're doing here, and move it into other digital mediums where we're talking about Carolina stuff all day long. By the way, it's the day right now. It's the day after Carolina's bowl game. If you've been with us this week, you know that I'm actually out of town right now. So Pac and I have pre-recorded this episode. So we will not be discussing Carolina's uh probable hopeful victory last night in the uh in the Duke's Mayo Bowl over West Virginia. If they lost, then we're all sad right now and and that's a different story. So, uh but when I get back from my my surprise trip that my wife planned for us, I'll fill you in on that and we'll talk about it and break it down. Coming up on the show today though, Pack and I are going to each make some New Year's resolutions for the Tar Heels. What do they need to do? As we get into conference play. So we've each got three. We'll each take one per segment. So, Pac, you ready to get into this thing? Oh, yeah. Love it, folks. Let's dive right in. Pac, why don't you start us off? Give us your first New Year's resolution for the Tar Heels.
1: All right. Number one resolution for me is that Carolina resolves to rebound the basketball better than they have thus far into the season. So, just some numbers to kind of set this up. Our last three games have been the three lowest offensive rebound percentages of the season, um, including under 20% against Oklahoma. Prior to those games, UNC had been out-rebounded by one, but now have been out-rebounded in three straight by 10, 10, and seven. Okay, so, then I, so that's got me thinking, all right, let's compare this team to our last championship run. So, currently, we average 37.7 rebounds and allow
0: Hmm.
1: 35.3. 2016-17 squad averaged 43.7 rebounds per game and only allowed 31.4. Wow. So, you can see there's a massive difference there. And it's not that I expect this team to be the 2016-17 team. I know that there's differences in personnel. There's just differences in the way the game's played, even in just this – Uh, Six, seven year span from that last championship run. But what I do expect is for us to be better on the boards. And we just haven't been thus far. And that needs to be um, something that Carolina resolves to do better heading into ACC play.
0: Yeah, Pac, I really like this. It's funny. My first resolution is actually kind of going to dovetail with that. But how much of a factor do you think you talked about personnel change? How much of a different factor do you think it is because of um, lineup style changes? Because obviously that 16-17 team was trotting out Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks in the starting lineup.
1: Yeah, it's, that's definitely a huge factor. You know, we're obviously smaller now than we were then. Um, but you know, also what factors into that is how we play with this style, the way that we switch, and at times, you know, there's Elliot Cadeau or R.J. Davis guarding their four man, and so obviously we're at a disadvantage when it comes to rebounding the basketball. Um, but and I and I understand that, you know. So I would. I'm I'm not – that's why I say I'm not expecting us to be 2016-17. Sure, sure. But a lot of rebounding isn't just scheme and and things of that nature. It's just effort, want to, heart, hustle, um, desire. And so this team does have that, you know, more than we've had in the last couple years. But we've got to have more of it as it pertains to rebounding. So
0: do you think – if you had to answer, let's say you're Hubert Davis. Do you think the advantage gained by switching all the screening action is more important than winning the rebounding battle?
1: Oof, that's Does tough. that make
0: sense what I'm asking?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, I, I don't think that there's more advantage in switching as opposed to keeping our matchups. Um, that's just... Personal preference. Sometimes I, th- I think our switches feel they feel a little lazy. You know, it's just like it's not really with a purpose. It's just switch for switching purposes, like or switch for switching sake. You know, we're just yeah, yeah. emotions. We're not really getting after it. We're not switching into a deny and pushing people out of their offense. And I don't know. It just feels a little lazy at times. And um, I now I want to be the first to say I have called for us to, to mix it up defensively and switch more. But I I want it to be in a way that it's not all the time. It's just sometimes to throw people out of their rhythm and throw people off. But I like personally to keep our matchups that way. You know, when we put Cormac on somebody, Cormac's staying on him, he's not just starting on him and then they switch him off and they get a mismatch and, you know, so that's just personal preference, but I do think it affects the way we rebound the ball.
0: That's a great point. I mean, think think back to last year. It's it's kind of like if you're just letting Leaky get switched off on whoever instead of demanding that he continues to guard the 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 opponent's main like one through four player that he's been assigned to. That's kind of what we're talking about. And I like you uh Pac making the differentiation there between the the intentional purposeful kind of way you switch rather than just like switch, like just going through the motions of it. Like I think about how hard Virginia hedges or how hard Virginia double teams when they're guarding screening action. And that's the kind of thing you want to see. It's like whatever ball screen defense you're going to do, let's see it done with purpose and intentionality.
1: Absolutely. Because I mean, otherwise what are we switching for to give the other team an advantage? You know, like It sometimes just feels very lazy. So I'd like to see us if we're going to stick with that. That's fine. We just got to raise our intensity level, not in the way, not just in the way we switch, but also in the way we battle for
0: rebounds. Okay, my first New Year's resolution is from Mr. Armando Baycott, and Armando says this quote: "I resolve to get 15 double doubles in my team's final 20 regular season games." End quote. I'm. Armando didn't actually say that. I'm just quoting it. I'm making it up. Uh, Armando has five double-doubles in Carolina's first 11 games this season. That's under 50%, and that's not at all what we expected from him, particularly knowing what we just said about this not being a great rebounding team. Pac, I would expect Armando to be gobbling up rebounds like oxygen or water or something. So when I'm asking for 15 double-doubles in the remaining 20 regular season games, I want to take that percentage up to him getting a double-double in 75% of Carolina's games. Now, obviously, with double-doubles, it's not just about the rebounding. It's about scoring, too. Or, I mean, I mean, technically, you could do it with any stat, but Armando's not getting double-doubles with assists over here. Let's just be honest with that. Um, on the scoring side of things, this is about Armando's teammates getting him the ball and not just Getting him the ball, but getting him the ball at the right place, at the right time and in the right ways, right? Those are important things. What does that entry pass look like? When does the entry pass come? What kind of angle are they taking? that That's what Elliot is so good at doing. Elliot Cadeau is getting it in that shooting pocket where RJ needs it. That kind of thing. That's what we're talking about. Um, quite frankly, between points and rebounds with these double doubles i'm more okay with him not having double digit rebounds if he's not going to do it if and only if the team is doing what you just talked about in your resolution pack that it's like the only reason armando isn't getting double digit rebounds is because everyone's fighting over getting these rebounds and they're actually securing them to finish off defensive possessions with a rebound if that's not happening I need my man Armando to be regularly locking down like 15 and 20 or 20 and 20 or 20 and 15. That's the kind of production we need from him. And I know there's this argument right now of like, well, look at what RJ's doing. So naturally Armando is not going to be getting those numbers. Why can't they both eat in massive, big ways like that? They absolutely can. I need to see that happen. Uh, we're going to see what happens with Charleston Southern tomorrow night on Friday. But then you've got these 19 ACC games and Armando has to step up to that challenge.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think – I know you kind of just touched on it with RJ kind of made – you know, some people's perception is he's eating into his points and things of that nature. The way this team is laid out this year and, you know, given that Armando's numbers aren't probably what we expected them to be going into the year – do you think that that's going to become the norm because of, because of R.J. and um, Harrison Ingram and Cormac Ryan, just the improved overall
0: play of the team? Do that's you think great, that's going to hurt Armando's numbers? That's a great question, Pac. This is something I've wrestled a lot with in the past several weeks. Like, is this what it is? And is that because Armando's not performing? Is it because there's better balance? What what is it because uh, RJ's doing more and that just naturally eats into the pie? What is it? I think it's a mixture of all these things, but I do think that there's more there for Armando. And I think that's uh, particularly with rebounding um, on, on both the ends, both the defensive rebounding and offensive rebounding. Um, some of it is as you take more threes, like as the game evolves in that way, there's going to be more rebounds that go out of his area. Um, there's that side of it, but I do think in terms of scoring, I think that Carolina can and should do a better and more intentional job of getting him the ball in position to score. And then trusting that he'll make the right decision of whether to shoot or whether to pass and find a teammate in the right spot, keep the ball moving as it needs. So, Pack, that's a great question. Um, that that I think there are multiple factors that that factor into the answer.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I think there's a lot of factors going on there, but I, I absolutely believe there's more out there for Armando to get, um, even if it's of his own doing. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. offensive rebounds, putbacks, getting to the free throw line, like. Um, those things are there for the taking. I'm not, don't know one way or the other. I'm not sold that he's hundred percent healthy right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully this little break has been good for him. He can get back on the right
0: track because we'll need, you know, really solid, Pretty, consistent critical. play in ACC. All right. We got more resolutions to get to. Pack's got some thoughts about Mr. Zayden. High, and I want to talk to the defense. We'll have those resolutions coming up in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Game Time. Hey, maybe you missed out on last minute Christmas gift for someone special. Well, good news. You're in luck with Game Time because now you can make it up to them by buying a last minute ticket to a big time upcoming conference game or maybe a CFP semifinal coming up this weekend. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theater events near you is Game Time. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime has exactly what you need. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, and thankfully you don't have to because GameTime's got you. They've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, so take the guesswork out of buying your tickets with GameTime. Download their app, create an account, and use code On COLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off terms apply. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Isaac Shade, Pat Kilby here with you today on Thursday, bringing you our new year's resolutions for the Tar Heels. We've already done two dealing with rebounding and Armando Baycott pack. Why don't you give us your next resolution?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So secondly, I have the, Carolina resolves to make Zayden High's playing time a priority moving into ACC play. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing. All right, so I, I went and did a little bit of looking at the stats. Currently, Zayden is averaging six minutes per game. And he just makes too much of an impact when he's on the court, in my opinion, to be at six minutes per game. And the, here's the thing about him. He's not going to impact – the points column, he's not really going to impact the um, steals column, the assist column, none of that. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to play his tail off. He's going to win 50-50 balls. He's going to be a great teammate and work as hard as he can defensively. He knows his role. That's right. And he's willing to buy into it and play right. it um, to the best of his ability. That is not something you get all the time at this level and, um, at any, level. and at any level, you're <laughs> right. At any level, uh, a lot of times kids want bigger roles than what they are ready for or what they're good enough for. And the fact that we have something special in Zayden, he's willing to get in there and play his role is fantastic. And so currently at six minutes, I think we need to resolve. Carolina needs to resolve to get him to double digit minutes. Mm. And so the second kind of part of this resolution where would those come from? And in my mind, they come from Withers. He's, a, he's at almost 14 points or minutes per game. And so he's at 13.7. So if we can take his down to 10 and bump Zayden's up to 10, I think that's a win for Carolina. And if you look at what both of them have offered when they're on the court, I, I, I'm more willing to rock with Zayden yes. because he's willing to play his role. And we're going to have him for the next three to four years, so let's get him some experience. Start building him up now.
0: I love that. Yeah, and here, Pack. What's awesome about it is um, against Oklahoma, they're playing a top ten team, and he tied his career high uh, with twelve minutes. Which he, the other time he did it was against Lehigh in the second game of the season. So I mean, that's encouraging. I'm really interested to see how much time he gets against Charleston Southern. I think a lot of that, and, and Coach Rob and I are actually going to talk about this on the Friday show, a lot of that against Charleston Southern is going to depend on RJ and Harrison and Armando and Cormac and Elliott saying, hey, look, we're going to respect and honor our teammates well by taking care of business early in this game. So that these guys are get like, I would love it if Zayden got 15 minutes on Friday night, you know, like how great would that be I mean, heck more. I'm just saying that as a baseline, but then pack critically after that, we move into 19 games left. Every one of them is an ACC matchup. And as you and I've talked a lot about the first three of which are all going to be on the road. He seems like the type of young man to me that is so composed that he's not going to be rattled by that moment. Why? Because a lot of what he's doing that you just laid out wonderfully is just about hustling. And that that isn't affected by crowds yelling at you. In fact, that's spurred on by crowds yelling at you. I think what he's doing is repeatable night in and night out in a, in a Rudy Notre Dame sort of way, where you just go out there and bust your butt and earn the respect of your teammates. Pack, I love this one. It's a great call. Let me move to my next resolution, which is something from the Carolina defense. We resolve to hold 15 of our 20 remaining opponents under 75 points by locking in defensively. And here's why I set that number at 75 pack in Carolina's first 11 games this season. They are 7-0 when allowing seventy five po- fewer than 75 points. They are just 1-3 when allowing more than 75 points. That lone difference was coming against Tennessee when the Vols just had that blitzkrieg in the second half thanks to Dalton Connect's ridiculous performance. And so, Pac, this is about a unit, an entire group locking in and saying, look, we know that we are an elite offensive unit. And so we have to do things defensively to take, keep taking steps forward. Pack, I think this team based on their athleticism, based on what they can do, based on their length, based on how they can bother people, based on how Seth Trimble can get up into guys. I think this is a team that could be a major problem for um, opponents defensively.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they can. and. You know, when you look at kind of the blueprint that's been set in the past of Carolina's championship teams or championship-level teams, they've they've kind of been a lot like this team. They have that offensive eliteness to them, and the defense kind of comes along as the season goes. And that's why I like your resolution for the defense so much is that would be them taking that next step. And when you look at it, I mean, I know that it's a very offensive-minded game now. 75 points is doable. Like, that's not asking too much. That's oh, no. that's more than doable. And so um, if we continue to be as good as we've been offensively and take this step forward defensively, then that just raises the the ceiling for where this team can really go.
0: Yeah. And, and as you look at the ACC, and, Pac, I know you're going to have a resolution about the, the conference here in a minute, but there's not too many teams when, as, as you just said, when you look at 75 points, it's like, I mean – Duke probably challenges that. Miami probably challenges that. Ain't many other teams, maybe Clemson. Ain't many other teams that is like, I I just don't know that we can hold them under 75. Now, obviously, Virginia is different because of pace of play and all that. But, um, Pac, that's a great, great point. Now we do want to get to our last two resolutions. Each pack does have one for a conference wide conference wide look, and I got one for our guy Cormac Ryan. We'll get to those in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked On Tar Heels is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Maybe you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. Well, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. Their app is super easy to use, and they've got a wide array of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and things like Final Four odds. How about this, Pack? Carolina is ninth in the country in the AP poll right now. So they're probably way up in FanDuel's final four odds, right? No. Carolina right now is 13th at plus 950, tied with Auburn and Michigan State. But you know what I say? Let's not get mad about that. Let's take advantage of it and utilize these odds. You know, get in there on that action. Or you can get in on the NFL action. If you want to do either of those things, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. All right, Pack. Let's wrap up our conversations on New Year's resolutions for the Tar Heels as we move into 2024. Why don't you hit us with your last one?
1: All right, my third and final resolution for Carolina is that they make the ACC matter again. Mm. Um, and so here's here's kind of the the stats behind it. It's felt to me like it's been an eternity since the ACC has truly mattered like the regular season games. Um, the last time we outright won the ACC was 2016, 17 when we won the national championship since 2019, 2020 season, Carolina has finished 13th, fifth tied for second and seventh in ACC play. And that to me just, I mean, that's, that's not acceptable, honestly. Um, if we want this year to continue to be better and we want to continue to grow as a program, we got to get back to making the ACC matter again and um, really valuing this regular season. Not just because I want to run the table in the ACC. I do, absolutely. But what does that do for our seating purposes? How does that set us up in March? That's all obviously very important for that. And so um, I'd really like to see us value the ACC regular season this year. and and get, you know, there's 20 conference games. We've already got one under our belt at Florida State, so we're sitting at 1-0. and I would love for us to get 15, 16 conference wins.
0: Mm-hmm. Pac, what's interesting about that, I don't think I had put all this math together until you were talking about it right there, but because the Tar Heels haven't won the conference outright since 1617, that means they haven't won it since the ACC has moved to a 20-game schedule. So if, if the Tar Heels could do that, this would be the first time Um, now the schedule makers haven't done Carolina any favors because they've got to play the other best teams more, or excuse me, they, they don't have the opportunity to play the lowest teams, meaning Louisville and Notre Dame, uh, just once each, whereas like Duke gets to play both of them twice and Georgia tech twice. There's another one of the top teams. I can't remember which one that has the same opportunity. And so Carolina is going to have to take care of business. They're going to earn this thing if they win the ACC, but it's also better from a resume standpoint. And so pack, I love this. I don't know about you. I care infinitely more about regular season championships than I do conference tournament championships, because to me that is the mark of a better team rather than just a team that's hot for three straight days in mid-March or whatever. Now, You want to be a good tournament team, but the the things that make a team get on that run in a conference tournament doesn't necessarily forebode to me what makes a team great in the NCAA tournament. So I want to see Carolina clicking as we get to that first weekend of March or so as you round out the regular season, win that regular season title, whatever in the tournament, and then get onto the NCAA tournament. What about you? Which do you prefer between those?
1: Well, regular season, I definitely prefer. It's consistency over time. And that is that is the hardest thing to achieve in sports, consistency over time. And so um, the ACC regular season matters more. And quite frankly, the ACC tournament, as much as I love to win it, when we win it, we don't ever do as well in the NCAA tournament. So <laughs> I'll take like a semifinals appearance in the ACC tournament. And let's go win the whole thing in March.
0: 100%. All right. My final resolution for the Tar Heels is for our guy, Cormac Ryan. He says this, quote, and again, this is made up, by the way, don't go, Isaac said the Cormac Ryan said, no, Isaac made this up for Cormac. Quote, I resolve to be a great teammate and a terrible opponent, end quote. Here's what I mean. Think about Tyler Hansborough. He's this dude that I know it's hard for us to see it as Tar Heels, but you absolutely love having Tyler Hansborough on your team, but he's the type of player that you loathe to play against if he's your opponent, it's like oh, seriously fifty again. I can't stand that dude. Uh, like we can, you can think of so many examples of players on other teams like that, like the guys that just get under your skin. Think about like I, I felt this way after Carolina played UConn a couple of weeks ago with Cam Spencer. He's a dude I would love to have on my team because he's just got that edge and that grit, and he's an awesome basketball player. But him getting up into Armando, I was like, who does this guy think he is? You know, like that kind of thing. That's what I love for Cormac Ryan to do. And I just want him to go in on that even more as we get into ACC play. Carolina is just better when he is that type of dude, when he's playing with that edge. And he, unlike a lot of less seasoned players, knows how to get to that edge without taking it too far, like Grayson Allen would do, for example, or Draymond, you know, that kind of thing. So um, he's the kind of guy that you want on your team and opponents and opposing fans hate to play against. What do you think, Pac?
1: Oh, 100%, yeah. When you were talking about guys that you would want on your team but loathe to have playing against you, I immediately started thinking about a lot of Duke guys that I've just not been able to stand over the course of my time as a Carolina fan, but then I realized I wouldn't want any of them on my team. (laughs) but um, no I agree I think Cormac um, I think he's starting to buy into that a lot and I think he plays better when he when he has kind of that uh, villain role and it's like you said it's not going too far but it's playing with an edge it's playing with a fire it's playing with the chippiness that brings energy to our team and drains energy from the other team and I think when he's doing that he's playing better you know because he's He's not thinking so much. He's not thinking about how he hasn't shot the ball, uh, you know, just exceptionally well. Now he's starting to get back on the right track, but he's just doing his thing for his team. And when he's doing that, man, that makes him really, really good. And it makes Carolina a lot better.
0: Uh, Pac, this has been a lot of fun having this conversation. I got to go now and legitimately figure out my New Year's resolutions for 24 uh, and then quit them all by early february i'm sure uh folks it's great to be together today uh I, seriously i hope you have a great new year's weekend we'll have a show for you tomorrow on friday with me and coach rob gonna be great we'd love for you to hop in and join the locked on tar heels discord great conversation going on there all the time again as always the link for that is in the show notes you can email us locked on tarheels at gmail.com Don't forget to subscribe on video and audio formats. Smash the like button to let us know you're here. If you would rate and review the stove show five stars, let us know why you love locked on Tar Heels. Want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll be right back with you tomorrow. But until then, peace.